Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I have the great pleasure of connecting with A. Walton Smith, the garden architect at We Are Rosie, charged with the exciting task of developing and managing their community of over 6,000 consultants, also known as Rosies, across the globe. Walton is also the founder of Black Woman Owned, an online community created to give Black woman-owned businesses visibility through social media and as a means to increase their revenue. She's also committed through this platform as she continues to scale it of providing a social network of support to empower Black women entrepreneurs in scaling and thriving, not just surviving. This work is particularly important given the devastating financial, health, business, and cultural impacts to Black women in particular due to COVID-19 and racial inequalities. They're both pandemics that continue to rage on. Walton also knows that when you plant and water and nurture seeds, when you provide the right soil conditions and the right light, what you plant can bloom into its full potential and then do the same for the next seed of potential. That's what she does at We Are Rosie, and that's what she's doing with Black Woman Owned, and I'm super excited to share this conversation with you. Now, after I saw Walton's Hype Girl video on Twitter, I knew I had to have her on the show to share that amazing bright light with all of you. Hey, sis. How are you doing? I'm just here today to hype you up. You look good, sis. And not just on the outside, on the inside, too. I see you working on yourself. I'm proud of you. And I'm just really here to cheer you on. Now, I'm also really excited that this is my 49th episode, y'all, my 49th episode. For those of you who have been riding with me from the beginning, thank you for the new listeners. I'm wicked excited that you are joining me on this ride as we usher in a new decade and a new year and all of the hopefully new possibilities because there are better days ahead than the ones that we've endured. There have been a lot of very tough lessons, but also blessings coming out of 2020. So let's build upon that, take the best of what we can and figure out what we want to be and do individually and as a community in the future. Now, on my 50th episode, which airs January 5th, 2021, the big 5-0, that will include my first video accompaniment as well. You'll still continue to get the audio, but you will have a video component as well. More about that through my various social media outlets and at the website, techintersectpodcast.com. But be sure to follow me on Twitter with the handle at techintersect or on IG or and I should say with the handle techintersect. 
Now, on the 50th, I'll be chatting with my Lit Brain Trust partner and dear sister friend, Shantavia Johnson. She's the founder and CEO of the Brand and Business Academy and also a fellow intellectual property lawyer and a serious, serious entrepreneur. I love sharing and building with her. And I'm really excited about that episode. Long story short, it's about the future of entrepreneurship and work and money. We'll talk about what you need to do with your intellectual property and business assets to go from viral to viable and what to expect in 2021 from our Lit Brain Trust. We have a lot of fantastic programming, some VIP experiences that we will be pulling together and organizing for those who are really fired up and ready to grow. And as Clay Kane says on Sirius XM Urban View, we ain't ever really gone. We've been doing a lot of work and nation building on our own projects so that as we come back together in 2021, we have bigger, better, and more fantastic resources and experiences for you in 2021. So stay tuned, follow Lit Brain Trust on Twitter, and we'll be sharing a lot more information on the 50th episode and on social media. Okay, now it's time to listen, learn, and leverage. So let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I am so excited to welcome a Walton Smith, goes by Walton, to the show. She is the garden architect of We Are Rosie, charged with developing and managing their community of 6,000 plus consultants across the globe. I'll hear more about that in a moment. But she's also the founder of Black Woman Owned, an online community created to give Black women-owned businesses, much like this one, visibility through social needs as a means to increase their revenue. Because if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. We'll talk about that in a moment, too. And what I want to share with everyone is her actually, she doesn't even know this, but her most recent accomplishment is actually giving me and every Black woman I shared it with my everlasting life with this amazing hype woman video on Twitter and IG. I hope with her permission, I could share a little bite of it with you. Look, I'm a I'm an intellectual property lawyer. I'm not trying to get hauled into copyright court. So we'll talk about that as well. But first, Walton, welcome. Thank you so much. That was an amazing, warm welcome. It is an honor to be here speaking with you today. Thank you. I feel like, you know, we're silly, like we're in some field clapping hands from afar. And, you know, we've never met IRL, but I feel so connected to you, your energy and your spirit and your uplift. It literally says it signs through and and so that's why I'm just so excited not only to speak with you today, but to be connected and what I consider to be nation building with you. So, so so thank you for being here. And before we even get into all the topics at hand, I have been checking in this year with my guest, like the real, no girl for real, how are you doing moment? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes when you exude such energy and you're pouring out constantly into other people. And I, you know, sometimes the woman who seems to have it all together is rarely checked on. So how are you doing in the midst of all of this? Oh my goodness. I am literally surviving every day. Yes. So I'm yes. like, you know, every financially we're everything's fine. It's just the pressures of life and pandemic mixing together has been a lot. <laughs> it's been so right. so me making these videos, really when I am talking like inspirationally, I am talking to myself. 
yes. Because like, I need it. Um, yeah, so I'm surviving every day, but I'm I'm happy to to go out and try to get through every day. It is rough though. To be right. Honest. Yes, and you know it's it's we need to be honest about that because the whole suffering and silence thing and the stiff upper lip and just getting it done and putting our heads down. You know, I started the first quarter of this year when I was serving at the associate dean of a law school, found myself in the midst of anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. being responsible for so much with very little support and zero time to figure it out and no answers, just the, whatever the next decision is. And when you have new information, you make a new decision. But that head down thing, mm-hmm. when you put your, put your head up, you don't even know where you are. Truly. So um, it's important for people to hear that so that they know they're not alone and, and making it up as they go along. Um, and, and maybe we are right. And that has to be okay. Yes. It's, it's normal. (laughs) (laughs) We like to say at my job, sometimes we're uh, building the plane while we're flying it. It's just, it is what it is. Absolutely. Well, talk to me about your day job. What do you do? I see you're definitely a content creator. You're working with so many people. What's a day in the life, like, um, on the day job scene? Oh my goodness. So I'm in like a really great, Oh, lovely space. So I, before I became the garden architect, which basically is the community manager, right. I led content and community engagement. So that's the mm-hmm. social media aspect. Uh, we Are Rosie is a marketing cloud, as we like to say. And basically we provide Fortune 500 companies, brands, agencies with marketing talent. We like to call them marketing unicorns um, mm-hmm. or Rosies. And I, at first, I've been there for almost a year in February. At first, I was doing heavy on social media, um, you know, creating content, engaging with the audience. And then it just after the George Floyd incident, it just got so mm-hmm. I, I was I was drained. <laughs> I was like, right. um, I am having a hard time connecting with social media. And my manager recognized that and we had a conversation. So now I'm moving into strictly community building, community management. So mm-hmm. right now. We most recently created our own online platform for our community. So at first we had a Facebook group with 1,000 of our 6,000 people, but now we have our own platform. So like they don't have to go on any social media. They can go right to our platform to find out about opportunities and programming and just interact. So that's my job is to make sure we call it the garden. Um, that's mm. garden architect. We, we, we call it the garden because our rosies are there to bloom. And it's my job to ensure that they are watered and fertilized and taken care mm. of as a full person and not just a marketer. I love everything so about dad, that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, that's my jam. Community building, bringing people together helping them in some form or fashion. So right now, literally, I'm off this week, but I'm just gathering data and information on how to best serve our community because our platform is so new. Right. I listened to another podcast and they were talking about how it's important to build a community, but you can't do it without the members. So right. now I'm getting all the questions I need to ask them to figure out how we can best help them bloom. So that's what a day looks like to me. That could be like listening to a podcast. That could be still working on social with one of my colleagues. That could it could be anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There cuz you know there's no one size fits all, but at the end of the day there are some, you know, the ties that bind a particular community, but getting to know each of them for the ultimate goal of the community and to grow the individual ultimately grows the community. So that makes a lot of sense to me. 
podcast. That's whew, it's it's crazy, but I love it. Excellent. So that work has to inform the work that you do with Black Owned Woman, both the handle. I first uh, learned of it, obviously, through you and, and through Twitter. And you have a strong social media presence at Black Woman Owned, the handle. Talk to me about when you started it and why it was important at the time that you created it. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Oh my goodness. Okay, so... Black Women Owned started in 2019, like early April, March. Um, I had recently had my son. So my son was about, he might've been six months old, maybe a little bit younger than that. But I was laid off during maternity leave in December. Mm. And I was okay with that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good. Praise report. Okay. Okay. Okay with that. I wasn't like upset. We we were in a great position financially because we were able to stay with my parents as we save for a home. So I'm just like, okay, um, that is what it is. And then okay. I had just, I don't know, I don't know what I saw. And to this day, I don't know what it was, but some information circulated on my laptop somehow. And it said that there were over 2 million black women owned businesses. And I was just like, that just struck me. And I, mm-hmm. I, I could not put my head around it because where <laughs> right um I'm confused there's two million of us like I would change my mainstream products in a minute if I knew there was a black woman owned product and that's really how the social media pages began because I just wanted to do my part to get these women more visibility um I was reading again I I wish I had where I actually <laughs> at but I saw that black women um in business capital was a hard thing to get a hold of and also as we continue to have our businesses revenue because a lot of us are having full-time jobs and doing a business and we don't have capital to hire other people so really the revenue is extremely important and you know a lot of people can just get burnt out so I was like Mm -hmm. okay I'm a social media person also almost all of my experiences I have worked under black women which has been such Mm -hmm. a blessing so I'm like this is what I can do. I can go on social media all day and just hype us up. (laughs) (laughs) Literally that's how it started. And then I just like, even this year, I just began doing even more research and this makes total sense, but I'm glad I had the data to back it up. But 43% of black women say that they like to share their products or opinions of products and services by posting reviews and ratings online. So I knew Mm. this space was going to be a place where we were going anyway. So that's why I I had to start just posting. We are in a transition of moving from just social media pages. Our website is being built right now. I want to move into a more direct way to put money in Black women business owners' pockets. So I'll have more to share as the time comes. But right now we're just on social media. And I can't say just. Like 43% is a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's, I have had people come in my DM saying, thank you for sharing. 
I got five cells in like two hours and that's not normal. And I know it's because mm. of you or 12 people subscribe to my newsletter. Those are, to me, those are small wins, but they're at the, at the end of the day, like there will be like part of our founding story. We actually are doing some type of work. Um, right. And it's low lift for me. So mm. if I could do it low lift too, and it's not causing me all this stress, Right. I'm even more excited. <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway, but it's helpful. Right. That's, <laughs> what that's right. Right. Heavy or, or, or light, you're going to do it anyway, but it might as well be light work. And many hands make light work as well. So when we're all working together to amplify the excellence of others, that's important. You made some really great points that I want to tease out a bit more. And I know from my own personal experience with, you know, obviously being a, a law professor, quote unquote, during the day. I don't know if it's day during the other times. Some of my time each day is spent being a law professor. The other is the CEO of me. Mm-hmm. And no matter where I'm working, if I'm being an entrepreneur in a particular space, the entrepreneurial spirit, the realities of the workforce for Black women, and knowing that we can pour everything into an institution and then find ourselves on the outside. Mm. So the idea of continuing to build something that's always going to be for me in this generation and from a generational point of view so that we're not constantly starting over and over again. And as I think of that, and I think about the experience of every person on this planet will focus on, on the United States, but in the midst of a global pandemic, in the midst of a continuing racial inequality pandemic that persists and and is made worse in this time, I can imagine that the work that you've done and will continue to do is even more important now. So given the origin story of Black Woman Owned, how do you see it as you transition to a web platform presence and know the needs of so many people who have lost their jobs and are looking for entrepreneurial outlets to save the day? Why does that experience make it even more important, the work that you're doing, the Black Woman Owned? It just, I mean... So the data already shows that this is important, but to know that this is important and especially being this pandemic, it moves me to do this work because as of 2019, Black women business owners made $24,000 annually Mm -hmm. while our counterparts made over $140,000 annually. Wow. That's without a pandemic. Right. We know that, I think it. And the numbers escape me, but I think it's about 41% of Black businesses have closed during the pandemic. <clears throat> this work and the, eventually the work that we do to actually put money from our own pockets into these other Black women-owned businesses is important because we don't have any, like, what do we have? Who is helping us on a large scale? And I'm not to say, not to say that nobody is helping Black women, but at the rate that we're going, we need as many people putting money back into our pockets as as possible. Right. So that really just, and I hope I'm answering that question properly. Yes. That truly shapes, and it's honestly why there was a shift in how we are creating content and even building our website. There was a shift because it was important work, but it's like the the, the devastation of the pandemic just only increases our need to be there. So we are we don't charge people to promo. That's not something that I ever wanted to do in this facet. Mm-hmm. So if you sign up on our form, the form is closed now, it's the end of the year, but <laughs> if you sign up right. on our form, I'm going to do my best to make sure that we highlight you Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or stories in some capacity. It may take me a little second because it's just me, but 
I know that people are watching us. Mm-hmm. There are writers and journalists and anchors who follow us. Mm. They, you know, maybe people are pulling from our own list to help amplify voices in their own way. So all of that drives me to make sure that we are doing more, more work and being more efficient. So that's why things have been a little quiet for us at the end of the year, because we have to get our process down to really be impactful as we would like to be. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first, a word on an exciting opportunity. There's a more cost-effective and time-efficient way to reach your leading-edge learning and earning goals, to put you ahead of the stiff competition in this fast-paced, tech-driven economy. You need skills, credentials, and a fast track to a competitive advantage. You need it now more than ever, and I can help. The Advantage Evans Method puts you ahead of the curve with condensed, comprehensive online courses, curated content to leverage your current skills and expertise, live coaching, networking opportunities, and more. Upcoming courses include From Cash to Crypto to help you buy your first Bitcoin, and there are two ways to get your advantage. Advantage Evans Encore gives you maximum experience for your total competitive advantage and access for one year. It includes a live welcome and modules on terminology, buying and selling, exchanges, mining, earning crypto, trading and investing, and also several of the legal issues you need to know in order to be safe and secure as you enter this space. That includes tax compliance, how to plan for a Bitcoin estate, and securities laws to make sure you avoid any legal unforced errors. Now, Advantage Core gives you the essentials. It's a short course to give you what you want and the support you need to buy your first crypto in as little as three weeks with access to the information and replays for three months. And if you're not quite ready for your Advantage and want a sneak peek to try before you buy, then register for a free masterclass where I share my Crypto 101 success checklist and cover current hot topics in crypto. So there truly is something for everyone, including you, to get in on the fast track and learn and earn in the digital economy. Visit AdvantageEvans.com to get started. That's AdvantageEvans.com. And now, back to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that you made a difference in my buying habits. I'm very particular, particularly around holidays to make sure that I'm recirculating black dollars, you know, it may not be on my block or in my community. I live in a community that doesn't look a lot like me. Mm. Uh, so I have to be even more intentional about going outside the comforts of my space to reach out virtually. And so lists like yours really helped me. I've got all the IVs tea. <laughs> I, um, I'm trying to hide my honey. My mom found my honey. I, I don't know what's going to happen to that honey now. Um, but it was really important. Honey, candles. I saw something on your thread about oatmeal. I love oatmeal. And just, we make everything. Yep. And it's not just instance on a corner. And nothing wrong with instance on a corner. Mm-hmm. But we literally make all the things. And so to be able to go to one repository, to see that, to purchase in a particular, and especially in a time like this, we can do this. You know, what Black Wall Street is going to look like when we are living in a global community at this point. We are, the diaspora is our community beyond where we live. And so it's 
precisely the work that you're doing that's going to connect us all. So that's to me why why it's so important too. But thank you for so much for explaining that. So you're talking about, I know that we had some statistics that we were batting around and a lot of it, well, I don't know if it's a lot of it. So you tell me, is there a particular reason or what are the advantages I should say to leveraging technology and social media in order to keep pace with you know, our fast-paced tech and data-driven world. So is there something particular about the way that you intend to use technology and online engagement, online community in order to support your work? Oh, yeah. So we, this goes back to my 43% number. Let's just say I don't even care about anybody else in the world. Let's just say I want to talk to Black women and I want to help them replace their mainstream items with black women owned products because we know that they're online looking for them. We would like to be a marketplace where you can just purchase. You see what you are looking for and you mm-hmm. you go and you buy it. But see, I, what I love about black women owned is that we don't just focus on product. Mm. I really want to create a space where we per- we focus on services. Mm-hmm. And when you find out that there is a dentist two miles away from you who was a black woman with an all black staff. That could change right. the trajectory of how your children experience dentistry. So mm. I really want to be that space. I want Black Women Owned to be that space where you could literally just go to us or and, and not even just us. I'll give some examples of two great organizations that I think are doing amazing. But I want to be a space that is a pure resource where it's not a lot of searching you have to do for a mm-hmm. Black product or service. So we're going to really, really utilize our website and our online platforms to just be accessible. Right. Um, and and to, so you don't have to do a lot of searching. I think that's the best way for me to use it because social media, when you're scrolling all day long, but when you know what's right. for, it's a lot easier. So I don't want it to be hard for you to find out that there is a podiatrist um, in your neighborhood who's a black woman. Right. I want to help you find an easy way to do that. Is it easy to build? <laughs> Not right, right. <laughs> that part. Right. Um, and it's a little expensive, but it's worth it. And the end of return is the return, even if one person finds someone that they never knew existed. Like you said, the oatmeal, oatmeal, right. chips. Like, I mean, the other day I found it was some pudding in the UK. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I could go there, you know. But we really want to use technology just to be extremely accessible. So it's not a really hard dive to find what you're looking for and whatever it is you want to do. So if you want to buy or if you want to go to a doctor, or not even a doctor, a plumber. I found a black woman who makes tree houses and <laughs> for children. I think she's in Texas. Mm. That's what I, I need my child to know that a black woman or a black man made that. Right. So I'm going to go, I'm, I'm a, I could talk all day long about that. That is. No, that's fantastic. To yes. To do. We wanted to make everything accessible. And I think that buy from a black woman is doing such a phenomenal job to do the same thing. And mm. we try to be like her. I keep going back and forth from we and I black woman owns me right now, but <laughs> But I like you speaking it into existence. Right. That's what I'm trying to do. But that whole program, not only does she provide information about where to buy, but she provides grants and Mm. opportunities for Black women business owners to learn. So she's almost like an accelerator and a marketplace in the same breath. And I love that. And I would love to get on that level where we're doing the same thing. So 
eventually we would love to use technology to train these black women how to scale. Right. Being going viral is one thing, but if you are unable to get your product out or you're unable to provide the customer experience or journey or service that keeps those same people who purchase from you coming back, then, then we have an issue. So I don't ever want to pull up someone and then not support them, you know, to make sure that their business runs successfully. So that's right. the way we would like to use technology is to make sure that we're providing training and resources that help these businesses scale um, and then provide great service. I hate when people say like black people, their customer service is horrible. Great. Right. Understand the concept. However, we are people who are working on limited resources. Yeah. So we necessarily don't even know that we can purchase an app and they can do our chat box for us and customer service to keep people knowledgeable. So I want right. to help, I really want to help bring that that noise down about customer service and customer journey and customer experience. I've worked in a call center. I've worked um, as a customer service rep. So I get it and I understand mm. where it come from. But we also have to extend grace. And it's a panoramic. Right. It's like, can we just, can we just, uh, my, my whole thing during this entire 2020 year, evidently going to spill over into 2021 is space and grace, Mm -hmm. space and grace for my students, for myself, for my family. And then a very, very dear friend added a third and it was pace. It's Mm. pace yourself. (laughs) It's pace yourself. At the end of the year, everybody's talking about all the good things. And I have had many blessings on top of many lessons, but many blessings this year for sure. And I believe in in speaking those as well. I'm not going to hide my light, but you absolutely have to have space, grace, and pace yourselves for all of the reasons that you've just mentioned and what we talked about earlier in the episode. This is a, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. But I, I feel like we're constantly sprinting, and that speaks to what you you were just mentioning. The burnout is real. Have you experienced that yourself? Um, uh, have others expressed that? Those who you've been amplifying, have they? worried about the burnout of entrepreneurship. And so used to having everything in front of them right away that we forget that innovation just takes time. I, I myself, I get frustrated too. Why? And you know, this is being one of my best friends is, Hey, I talk to you all the time. Hey man, I'm frustrated in the fact that I can't seem to just get there in mm-hmm. the next day, but that's just not how these things work. Right. Innovation needs to be planned out. It needs to be very methodical. And then when it finally hits, that's when it seems like to everyone else that it it sort of just came out of nowhere. But to you, you know the amount of dedication that it took over that time. Oh my goodness. I always experience burnout. (laughs) And I'm really this year, it's so crazy. This year I have found my professional voice. I feel like I've found my voice at home. Um, as a mom and as a wife, but I really have stepped into, I'm not going to be able to do that. I don't have the capacity or let me get back to you or I'm working on that. So my burnout has, has been real, but with the help of my amazing manager, Kiana, um, mm. she's, oh my goodness, I, I could go on and on about her, but with the help of her, I've really figured out a way to just stop. Like, no, I can't do it. And so right. prevents me from burning out. So really, I've been finding myself resting more than usual. I still go hard. I'm, I'm a Capricorn. So like, I'm always on work. <laughs> but 
I'm not doing work at this full throttle all the time that I know burns me out. But I have experienced it big time and I haven't really... I haven't really had, that's a really great question about asking other, um, the women that we interact with. I haven't asked that question, but that's something that I could definitely start a conversation around just to see how they're doing. I have friends who are working who are like, I just have to take a break. I just just have to rest. If I don't rest, like nothing's getting done because now I'm all over the place. Right. Um, But that's, I'm really happy to have you ask that because I will make sure that we put that out there before the new year is up. Like, sis, how are you really doing? Is the burnout Like, it's okay. You you want to talk about it? Anything. Um, Absolutely. But I've seen it and I've absolutely experienced it, especially having a child and a husband. I mm -mm. I know that's right. (laughs) That's a story for another time. I will be alone um, to talk to y'all in five hours. My husband really and I, we've been switching off. I said, you need some time? Yes, okay, mm. I need some time too. So I'm going to take the little birth, the little person, and we're going to go. And then you take him and I'm going. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Partnership, partnership, partnership in your home and, and on the interweb. My final question uh, before I release you lovingly back into the world uh, is this idea of the power of online communities. I know. I think you were on another show recently. I was doing my research to prepare today, and I was quite interested in the conversation around the power of online community. Uh, and we've talked quite a bit about that in the context of being in the middle of a pandemic has meant more. You know, I'm an only child. I'm a Gen Xer. I was built for this life, but I choose it. I don't want it chosen for me in the middle of a pandemic. So, <laughs> what did the, talk to me about the power of online community? Oh my goodness, I think. It's a saving grace, to be completely honest, especially when people are unable to have that physical connection with people. One of my favorite, absolute favorite online communities is Ethel's Club by, yes. and I don't forget her, her, I think Naj Austin, I think that's her last name. That's she created this dynamic space for people of color to really just like breathe. and And for me, the online communities that are providing resources about mental health, actual breath work or actual yoga or actual mm-hmm. where you can say like, hey, today has been crap. Um, right. I'm tired. And you can, you know, you release that and then have other people who are there to hear you on that and then help you walk you through it. So I think it's one thing in communities where it's resources, resources, resources. But when you're able to help that community actually walk through those emotions it's a mm-hmm. whole that's an entirely different level of community that is really like i i haven't even seen online communities do things like that until recently until until the pandemic i haven't right. i've not seen i've seen in-person workshops and things like that but i've never seen such in-depth care about people really until ethos club um in the way that they presented their programming and honestly as we're building our own at we are rosie i'm like okay because Ethel's Club has so many events per week, per month. Right. We need to be on it. Because <laughs> we have to give the people what they need, not just what we want to give them. Um, so I think online communities truly have been a saving. I, I'm, I honestly believe they save lives. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it has been so, if you, I'm surrounded by my family. Um, right. But for people who are unable to even be around people, and even for those surrounded by family but aren't able to verbally express how they feel, 
Right. These spaces have been imperative to people surviving. That is so um, well stated. And it is so clear that out of the ashes of this pandemic, there are some really strong and powerful individuals giving rise and honor to community and really leveraging technology in a way that is advancing business and culture and innovation. We've got, we, we had to be very creative <laughs> to get out of this and to continue to work and to educate and be educated, to play, to learn, all of those things coming together in ways that we didn't, you know, big business said it wasn't possible until it was. It was like, nope, everybody needs to be in the office. Like, oh, oh nobody in the office, everybody home, everybody go home. It's like, we were literally just telling you this. So, okay, it's fine. We got creative and, and we are going to not only survive in this moment, but thrive. Uh, particularly because of people like you and the work that you're doing, anything. We're going to talk off air about some ways that we can continue to nation build. I'm thrilled to find some way to support you in your work and, and to continue to, as I said at the top, to nation build with you. So I'm so grateful that you you hopped on today with me. Any parting words for the people? Oh my goodness. Invest in your local Black-owned businesses. Sometimes we are looking for things that are not that are right in front of us. And you just have to take a look. Like you had no idea that that gas station was owned by a black family. You didn't know. So maybe go ahead and stop by. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely definitely take some time, even if it's like once a week or once a month or whatever, take some time to see what you can replace your, your mainstream items. See what you can replace for black women owned and black owned items. Because when you invest in black women, I don't know if people know this, but you're really investing in the economy. Right. And I mean, I hate to go back to numbers, but I don't hate to go back. I love numbers. Um, <laughs> they're over, I want to say, uh, I think at this point, we're still at over 2 million Black women-owned businesses. But that means we are employing right. a lot of people as well. So that 2 million doesn't include the employers or the contractors. So when you support a Black women-owned business, you are literally supporting a community. So I implore everybody to go and find something in their closet and replace it with a Black woman-owned product or a service. All right. That's a perfect call to action. I'm on it. I know my listeners will be on it and we will continue. Oh, this is what we need to tell them also. I will drop it in the show notes, but how do they connect with you to learn more about this work and also to support you and to hit you up in the new year about what they might be working on in 2021? Absolutely. So right now we our list is closed for taking on uh, promotions. But if you follow Black Woman Owned, I'm gonna spell it out because there's a um, another another site that is very similar. So B L A C K W O M A N O W N E D. If you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We will have more information about how to connect with us as far as promotion is concerned. Or also you can send us an email at blackwomenowned at gmail.com for now. We are moving into a new spot, a new online space. So I'm super excited. So if you stay tuned to our social media pages, you will be in the know about what we do next. Excellent. A Walton Smith, it's been an honor and a pleasure. I will see you on the Twitters <laughs> in the not too distant future. I love how you move in the world and I'm so glad that we're connected. Thank you. I'm excited to nation build with you. It's a it's a true honor to be speaking with you today. You all, I love, love, love Walton's origin story for 
Black Woman Owned. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did in the experience of having this conversation with Walton. I'm also really excited about what's in store for her platform in 2021 and beyond. We've never needed online communities and engagement more than we do right now. And that's why the work of Naj Austin from Ethel's Club, who I plan to have on the show soon, and also Walton, their work is so very important for Black women in particular, but ultimately to the world. Because when we move forward from merely surviving to thriving, the world is indeed better for it. It's essential, really, to connect business owners with clients and customers with an eye on the prize of creating wealth that endures through the generations. It starts with being intentional about how we spend our time, our talents, and our treasures, about recirculating our dollars, creating a solid foundation, and offering lots of space and grace in the process. And don't forget that third word, pace. (laughs) Pace yourself, sis. I'm talking to myself at the same time I'm talking to you. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Listen to Walton's hype girl message whenever you need to remember who you are and whose you are. It's you, sis. It's you. Final housekeeping notes. Please take a moment to like, comment, and share this episode and this podcast with your networks. Follow me on social media and let me know what topics you'd like to hear more of and who you want to hear from. All right, that's all for this episode. Until next time, continue to shine and let's head out with a little more hype girl affirmation. Take it away, Walton. Hey, sis, how are you doing? I'm just here today to hype you up. You look good, sis. And not just on the outside, on the inside too. I see you working on yourself. I am proud of you. And I'm just really here to cheer you on. What black woman doesn't need a cheerleader? Doing so good. Like you're doing more than good. It's amazing. I'm proud of you. And I'm not gonna stop saying that. So you're that girl, okay? You're that girl, you're that woman. Continue to be that. It's gonna be a great day. Nobody's gonna mess with your mood. You wanna know why? Because you control it. It's you, sis. It's you. I am proud of you. Have a good day. Stay popping. You're lit. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at, at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.